It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. The Senate on Tuesday passed the Respect for Marriage Act, officially repealing the 1996 Defense of Marriage Act and codifying federal recognition of states' same-sex and interracial marriages. Twelve Republicans joined every Senate Democrat in the 61 to 36 vote. The final bill included a bipartisan religious liberty amendment guaranteeing that nonprofit religious groups would not have to provide services or facilities for weddings they object to, and an amendment clarifying that the federal government would not have to recognize polygamous marriages. The House must now vote on the revised legislation before sending it to the president, who says he will sign it. The law also would not force states to issue same-sex marriage licenses, but would require them to recognize marriages performed where it is legal. By the way, the 12 Republican yes votes came from Collins, Portman, Tillis, Burr, Romney, Murkowski, Blunt, Capito, Loomis, Sullivan, Young, and Ernst. Now on to the looming rail strike. After four of the 12 unions negotiating for 115,000 rail workers did not ratify the deal made a couple of months ago with Labor Secretary Marty Walsh, President Biden called for Congress to step in with a legislative fix to avert what he said would be a devastating blow to the supply chain and the economy. Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer vowed to act quickly after meeting with the White House and Republican leaders. Pelosi saying, quote, I don't like going against the ability of unions to strike, but we must avoid a strike. Huh? Well, union officials said that forcing contracts without paid sick leave goes against workers' interests. Senator Bernie Sanders and a group of House progressives called for votes to add a paid sick leave provision. And late Tuesday, Pelosi announced that the House would hold two votes. The first would impose the contract without the sick leave. Then they'd hold a separate vote to add seven days of paid sick leave to the agreement. On the Senate side, Bernie Sanders is picking up support from unexpected places. Senator Josh Hawley said he would probably vote to add paid sick leave. Ted Cruz called the rail workers' request for paid sick leave reasonable. And Marco Rubio said he would not vote to impose a contract that is opposed by rail workers. So despite some tentative Republican support, this paid sick leave amendment still faces an uphill battle in the Senate, where it will likely require 60 votes to pass. Stay tuned. See, that's a heavy lift, but just one element in what looks to be a jam-packed, month-long, lame duck session. The top priority is avoiding a government shutdown. So there's a few ways they can do this. Pass a long-term spending deal by December 16th. If they can't get it done by then, they could pass another short-term continuing resolution to fund the government through December 23rd, giving them an extra week to make a deal. Or they could extend it through January when the new Republican-led Congress takes over. Or they could pass a longer-term continuing resolution to fund the government through September of 2023. So there's that, but that's not all. Congress will also decide whether to pass the Electoral Count Reform Act, add additional funding for COVID and Ukraine, and the all-important, usually unanimously bipartisan National Defense Authorization Act, which funds the Pentagon. Good luck to us all. 
Well, verdicts were announced Tuesday in the trial of five Oath Keepers members for their participation in the January 6th Capitol uprising. Two of the five defendants, Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rhodes and a Florida lieutenant, Kelly Meggs, were both convicted on charges of seditious conspiracy, the most serious charge imposed on any of the Capitol insurrectionists so far, a charge that carries a potential 20-year maximum prison sentence. All five of the defendants were also convicted on counts of obstructing an official proceeding, a charge that also carries that same 20-year maximum prison term. Now, while we're on the subject of our justice system, Over 60 progressive groups, including Planned Parenthood and Demand Justice, called on the Senate Judiciary Committee to investigate ethics lapses at the Supreme Court. This came after allegations that Justice Samuel Alito leaked the outcome of a 2014 decision to members of a conservative Christian group that had been waging a pressure campaign targeting the court's conservatives. That, in addition to new questions about the more recent leak of the decision that ultimately overturned Roe v. Wade. This is also a good time to mention that seven Democratic senators urgently appealed to President Biden to grant clemency to Leonard Peltier. He's the ailing 78-year-old Native American rights activist who the U.S. government put in prison 46 years ago after a trial riddled with misconduct and racism. Peltier is considered by many America's longest-serving political prisoner. By the way, the seven senators stepping up are Brian Schatz, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Tina Smith, Patrick Leahy, Ed Markey, and Maisie Hirono. Things continue going downhill at Twitter. They've now stopped enforcing a policy aimed at curbing the spread of COVID misinformation. Seriously, another move to loosen moderation guidelines on the site. As of September, Twitter had suspended more than 11,200 accounts for spreading COVID misinformation. But in the first two weeks after Elon Musk's takeover, the 25 biggest accounts spreading health misinformation had an estimated 57% increase in likes and retweets from the previous two weeks. Just inconceivable. And finally, the U.S. men's soccer team beat Iran 1-0 on Tuesday to advance to the round of 16 in the FIFA World Cup in Qatar. After tying Wales and England, the U.S. had to win to avoid being eliminated, and that they did. The U.S. moves on to play Group A winner Netherlands in the knockout round on Saturday, whatever that means. And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and the Nicole Sandler Show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is 100% listener supported and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com and please click on that donate button.